Chris leaned over. What do you like? His accent was always stronger when it came to anything but vanilla, I replied. He smiled in response with a gleam in his eye and everything. Oh my God. He sounds like a broken printer and I love it. That was my porn music. Oh, okay, well, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Listen, I am refreshed. Yeah? I didn't do anything to refresh myself. I'm just saying I am refreshed. I feel like if you claim it, it will happen. Yeah. I haven't seen you in forever. I know. It's been seven years. Yeah. And it's, what's remarkable is we've been able to put out a show despite seven years of uh, distance. I know. That's because we know what we're doing. We really do. Shout out to uh, Black Girl Magic, which is more often than not Black Girl Hard Work. Right. <laughs> Black Girl Stress. <laughs> How are you though? Um, I'm good. I have been upstate. I was house sitting for some friends mm-hmm. and I used that opportunity to create my own little writing retreat because I, I need to get some stuff done. Right. Right. And it was uh, very dark. I went driving at night and I am a huge punk about these things. <laughs> so I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have nightmares. I'm thinking about death and like mm-hmm. wandering into the forest and trying to see how many bodies are out there. It was, sure. It was wild. I mean, you say punk, but really what you mean is blessed with uh, a very, very active imagination. Yes, there yes. You go. And a healthy respect for nature <laughs> and respect. the ancestors that sometimes decide to stick around for a little bit after oh, they have God. left this mortal coil. Listen, I'm here to support everyone who believes, but I really <laughs> mostly don't. So shout out to everyone <laughs> no. who is in that road. I'm just kind of like... I believe in ghosts. I think this, you know... Listen. Ooh, Lord. I have a healthy respect for the supernatural. Listen, this is the thing. I don't believe but i respect just mm, in case like mm. i'm an agnostic but i'm also kind of like eh, if it exists i don't mean i mean no disrespect mm. ancestors <laughs> like <laughs> please look kindly upon me i don't i'm not saying you don't exist i'm saying you know just don't show yourself to me right right it's too right. much otherwise yeah anyway um, um yeah so that was that was interesting and then i had you know a little friend come up and keep nice. me company That's and lovely. that was <sighs> That was good. Excellent. That's really good. <laughs> Your retreat has primed you perfectly for this week's episode, I think. Yeah, yeah. Because this is going to be a bumper episode. It's not just mm. about one first object. It's no. about three. Three. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. we got to make sure everybody gets equal time. <laughs> um, well, some more than others. Yeah. So <laughs> we're going to have one that's going to, you know, he's going to be our focus. Yeah, he's yeah. always my focus. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, that's enough. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Okay, okay. Yes. So this week, Nicole, tell us exactly what we're exploring in this episode. Well, you know, we've had many people at us about mm. about doing an episode about the Chris's, mm. right? The Hollywood Chris's. I mean, you get that on Tumblr, you get it on Twitter. Mm-hmm. People come to our direct DMs. Hey, guys, what do you think? And I'm like, all yes. right, all right. <laughs> but it's all good. We love you. We, we love do. You. That's, a, that's enthusiastic thirsting and we appreciate it. But it yes. does mean that, you know, listen, we've been thinking about this since I think the very first season. Day one, yes. Day one. Yes. <laughs> we got a very famous uh, Chris Notch mm-hmm. on our bedpost mm-hmm. earlier uh, this year. <laughs> and that was uh, the finale. <laughs> 
Yes, the season one finale. Yes, and it was a certain Mr. Christopher Evans. Yes, so that lets you know where we stand on him. Yes. You know, we're not going to rehash that too much beyond no. the fact that he is amazing. We yes. love him. Yes, and, and you can um, find that interview everywhere you get your podcast. Yes. You go to our Tumblr where we perhaps post too many gifts of Chris Evans. I don't know. It's up to you. Who's, There's what's, what's no too many? such thing as too many. I appreciate you, officer. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but like, like Nicole says, we already have a position on Chris Evans. Yeah. And it is very clear that uh, he is number one. Yes. He is the the Chris. The Chris. There are no more Chris's. Right. After him come all the others. But he's right. like, he stands alone. He stands apart. Yeah. He's on the podium, but that podium is not even with the others. Right. You know what I mean? He's mm-hmm. in a separate balcony overlooking the other Chris's, the field of Chris's. Right. So we won't be talking about him today. No. But we will be talking about Chris Hemsworth, mm. Chris Pine, yeah. and... Mm, Chris Messina. Hey. Yeah. My tongue is all the way out. Hey. <laughs> oh, we don't think Chris Messina gets the love that he deserves. That's so because he doesn't. He does not. So we're here to shine light yes. on the second Chris. Yes. So it's like Chris Evans, then Chris Messina. Correct. What a ranking. Yeah. I appreciate that, man. Yeah. And we try not to rank. And right? we try not to because, you know, we're all God's creatures. As Nicole always says, there is literally a lid for every pot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, However. Mm-hmm. However. The foof wants what the foof wants. <laughs> <laughs> and after Evans. <laughs> so, Nicole. Yes. We are beginning the segment Mm -hmm. with uh, a lesser Chris. (laughs) (laughs) Chris Minor. I feel so bad calling him that, but you know. No, not in general. Just in this very specific set of parameters. Right, yes. Yeah, listen, we love everybody. Everybody loves us. It's fine. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. This is is being delivered with nothing but love and affection. Yes. There you go. Okay, yes. I mean, listen, he made it to the episode, which tells you all you need to know. Right. Because if we didn't like it, you wouldn't be here, fam. Exactly. Your name would not be in our mouths at all. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Um, yes, Chris Pine. <laughs> yes, Chris now, Pine. We have talked about him a little bit mm. with um, Tom Hardy when we talked about the movie This Means War. Oh, God, yeah. That felt like seven million years ago. I know, oh, I yeah. know. But mm. Chris Pine mm-hmm. is all right. He's cute. You know? He's actually cute. Yes. He is what you called uh, the one that would do in a pinch. Yes. Right. That was a recent Tumblr tag for Chris Pine yeah. on our blog, which you should check out. It's it's called thirstaykitpodcast.tumblr.com. But yes, like <laughs> he has been featured on the blog because he is an object of thirst. Yeah. And I mean, I prefer him with facial hair. Of course you fucking do. Uh, you love anything that's hairy. I <laughs> That's why you love peaches so much. You love a peachy hair. Wait to hear my travel today. Oh, sweet God. (laughs) Okay. Uh, (laughs) But yes, Chris Pine with facial hair. Mm. I like... um, And you know, I think he gets away with a lot because he has very striking blue eyes. Yes. And I know how you feel about blue eyes in general. Yeah, I'm just like, okay, yeah, we get it. Right. Like, they're eyes, (laughs) but the world has deemed them to be the most beautiful eyes. Right. Which I don't business with, okay? I just don't, I can't, I can't get on board with that because I understand the history and the context Mm -hmm, behind mm -hmm. blue eyes as the eyes. Right. However, they work in his face. He's always kind of like slightly ruddy looking. Yeah. You know, he's not like, he's not a pale kind of Irish 
sorts. Mm-hmm. Um, he always looks a bit like the blood is close to the surface. <laughs> I don't mean mottled. I mean, he just looks, he looks like he tans really well. And I've seen him be quite tan. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. That works. Mm-hmm. And he has like the sandy hair. And he, you know, he's lean in a way that I personally find very attractive. Yeah. So it's not yeah. as though, oh my God, I'm repulsed by you, but you'll do. It's that, no, no. He's perfectly fine. He's a solid first object. Right. He's like 5'11", maybe six feet, something like that. That'll Just do. very like, very safe height, right? Very safe. Very, <laughs> I think, you know what? You've really hit the nail on the head there. Chris Pine is a very safe first object. Yeah. And that's fine. He's fine. Because Chris <laughs> Pine is fine. Oh my God, we have a title. Um, but yeah, like he, he he's perfectly adequate. He he is the Chris will do in a pinch. And you know what the finest, I mean, we'll come back to his yeah. filmography in a minute. Yeah. But for me, one of the roles that I love, <laughs> that I love him the most is a very recent movie. It's called, oh no. Don't let, <laughs> you may have seen it. It's a bit of a blockbuster. It's a 2018 film called A Wrinkle in Time. Where oh he, yeah. You know, uh-huh. he, uh-huh. in that he plays Dr. Alexander Murray. And I'm sorry, I'm already like, I'm you know already, what I'm about yes. to say. In that, he plays perhaps in 2018 the strongest black father, <laughs> and he's got a beard, and he's got a beard like all of it. He's wearing like a chunky cardigan, and yes. I'm like, bitch, yes. Like, yes. I haven't felt feelings like I was like, you know what? Look at him tenderly kiss his mixed race child. In my head, I was like, you know what? If Chris Pine and I had a kid, I bet he would kiss that child just as tenderly. I'm into it, <laughs> and that's enough for me. I'm like. <laughs> That's how low the bar is. It's underground. And this man looks as though he's not scared of black people. And you know what? That's not a reward thing. But also, I'm just kind of like, eh, it'll do. It's a rough year. Yeah, that's some real shit. Because this reminds me of Jake Gyllenhaal right. in the Calvin Klein ad. Right. Where he's playing the father of a mixed race child. All I will say is, it's effective, bitch. You left four years ago. No. No, 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 that can't, that can't be, no, no, I didn't, ah, no, I didn't, I didn't leave you, baby, I would, I would never leave you, sweetheart, I've been, I've been, I've been trapped here, how did you get here, it's dangerous here, like, you can't be here, how did you get here? You called out for us, we, we came for you, we're here to bring you home, dad. So yeah, so he's yeah. on my list now. He's on my list of strong black fathers. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a kindness and a sweetness towards black women and mm-hmm. black children. Like, mm-hmm. and that you don't other us and you don't mm-hmm. try to act like, oh no, if I touch you, I'm going to burn in hell or something, right. you know? Even right. though this, obviously this is acting. It's acting. You know, but, but there still, are some, you can feel some feelings. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. I have nothing to base this on. But, but I feel like, you know, listen, Chris Pine also won me over when 12 Years a Slave won and this bitch was crying. He was crying in the audience. Shook. I was like, you know what? <laughs> this man is trying to care. <laughs> I, w- I would not be surprised mm. if he has had, mm. you know, some significant partners who were mm. of color. And you then we what? just don't know about it, you know, because he's very private. He is. And we love that. But I, I wouldn't be surprised either. I just feel that, you know what? I wouldn't have to explain to Chris Pine why coconut oil follows me everywhere I go. <laughs> he just kind of like, like we'd be in Trader Joe's and he'd pick up a jar. And I'd be like, wait, what? And he was like, oh, don't you use coconut oil? And I'd be like, Chris, wow, I do. And it would be fine. So <laughs> that's my headcanon about Chris Pine. <laughs> I hate like, myself so much. 
Like he would see my little cocoa butter smudges on the table right. and he would just be like, oh, there you were. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like, oh, what are you doing? I'm just wiping the leather couch because you've left some cocoa, some, some, some coconut oil scents. I'm like, oh, you know what, babe? So sorry about that. Didn't mean to. And it would be fine. It would be fine. And I feel like that's a strong enough reason in 2018. It's respectable enough to be like, do you know what? I don't hate you. <laughs> That's the line. <laughs> so shout out to you, Chris Pine. But yeah. let's talk about his earlier stuff. Well, he comes from a Hollywood family. His father right. used to be on Chips, which right. a TV show which was about the California Highway Patrol officers. <laughs> I mean, what a time to be on TV. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> so he comes from a Hollywood family. Mm-hmm. And I think his mother used to be an actress before she turned to another career or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he he is familiar with Hollywood. And I think that's part of why, he, you know, we don't know much about his private life and that right. he's very... Like, uh, he's locked down. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for someone who was born and raised in L.A., in an L.A. kind of Hollywood family, Mm -hmm. we don't know that much. Right. You know? And I think that's admirable because every urge is to reveal. Mm -hmm. And he's kind of like, yeah, no need. Right. Which I'm okay with. Yeah, me too. I'm I'm not mad at that. Um, Yeah, I like that. I mean, listen, I was watching him years ago. Now, Nicole, you may not have seen this film because I feel like seven people saw it. Uh -uh. But... (laughs) It's a 2006 film. Mm-hmm. It's called Just My Luck. And if you call yourself a Chris Pine fan and you don't know this film, you ain't no Chris Pine fan. But he stars in this film. Oh, my gosh. I am Lindsay looking L- at the movie poster right now. With Get Lin- out. Get out. <laughs> with Lindsay Lohan, a hero, a heroine even, of early 2000s cinema. Because, wow, what a, what a life has happened to Lindsay Lohan. But in Just My Luck... It's a movie. It's like a it's like a tween kind of romantic comedy, and it stars her and him. And she's like the luckiest girl in Manhattan, and he's like the guy who is you know not the luckiest dude in Manhattan. Mm. And somehow they bump into one another and they switch destinies. So she becomes the unluckiest person. Shut up! Don't make. Don't give me that look. <laughs> and then he becomes the luckiest dude in New York. It's trash. It is also one of the few movies that if it's on TV, I will watch it to the fucking end. Really? <laughs> you know how in movies when a girl wears glasses mm-hmm. and then she takes them off and I'm like, oh my God, you're beautiful. Right. So he's kind of like <laughs> dumpy. They give him like ill-fitting suits when he's still the unluckiest guy. Mm-hmm. They make him, you know, have a little bit of, you know. Mm-hmm. And then the minute he becomes the luckiest guy, they put him into a nice suit. They brush his hair and he's like, oh my God, he's beautiful. Which I always really appreciate seeing that happen to a male character. Mm-hmm. What can I say? I am a pathetic disaster and I give up you give up I give up I don't care anymore you know what it feels great (laughs) you know what I gave up years ago it's my secret to happiness (sighs) (laughs) oh wait a minute wait a minute play fair oh oh no oh man your eye oh you're done I'm sorry You know, one of the things um, that strikes me about Pine is that when he first started out, he had, um, you know, his skin wasn't the best. He had a little yeah. bit of cystic acne. Yeah. And um, he's clearly worked to deal with that and mm-hmm. smooth out his skin. Resurface it, yeah. if you will. Yeah. The acne thing I thought was very interesting because I noticed his face. Um, the camera would, like, linger. And I'm like, right, even under the makeup. I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, he's got some acne stuff. Like, yeah. okay. And that feels welcome because I think about, you know, we don't often talk about the perfection mm-hmm. that is required of leading men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still think it's important because I think when we think about acne in general, we don't often think about boys and men. Right. And how, you know, I think it's cool that, you know, despite that, even with all his isms of privilege, that Mm -hmm. he was, you know, an acne 
scarred leading dude. Yeah, it's, I mean, he was just like, yeah, I'm still cute with <laughs> little scars on my face. That's how I feel about my scars. I'm still cute as I leave the house. <laughs> kiss, blow a kiss to myself in the hallway mirror. But the thing that most people know Chris Pine for now, obviously, right. is Star, Star Trek. Trek. Mm-hmm. He's playing the rebooted James T. Kirk. <laughs> the rebooted James T. Kirk. I wasn't sure if I liked him. <gasps> Same. Because I think Shatner meant a lot to me yes. as a childhood Trekkie. Yes. Same. Okay. Good. Yes. Okay. Because I felt like his Kirk was too. Um, it felt like he was bringing his real self into it, and oh. right, a little too snarky, too, um, too smart, too smart ass, too Ooh. just like, you know, he thinks he's better than everybody else, and that's not how I saw Kirk growing up. Oh, you know? interesting. I thought that he was exactly the right level of cocky because for me, mm. Shatner always felt like his Kirk always felt like. You know, like, I'm clearly the best of the bunch. Like, I, I, I'm i captain, mm-hmm. not just because of the, the way this show was made, but because, you know, I deserve it. He always felt to me like a very kind of specific white male privilege mm-hmm. in kind of like mm-hmm. in his in his too tight, <laughs> his too tight Federation <laughs> uniform. His, his man spanks, whatever they had back then. <laughs> they were then. great. The yeah. spanks were great. <laughs> Every so often I just look and I'm like, wow, the, the aesthetic really has changed. Yeah. But <laughs> I always thought that that was something that stood out about him. And, and I thought the thing that Chris Pine really kind of captured was this thing of just kind of like eh what's the worst that can happen like James always mm. Kirk always had like a kind of I said James like we're pals right <laughs> <laughs> Kirk always had like a, a recklessness to him mm-hmm. and I thought Pine really kind of like he really got that part of being like this like what's the worst that can happen I don't know if you mm. know this guys I'm James T. Kirk I, I don't know I really really liked it and I, and I think also the thing that I really liked was the expansion on his backstory in the new in the new stuff because I thought actually Chris Pine was very good at kind of showing you yeah you know, the circumstances of his birth and his uh, his life. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I like, I really, I, I mean, I eventually grew to right. like his Kirk. Um, but, you know, at first I was just kind of like, mm, yeah. Well, little... you heard the casting news? Yeah. Mm. I was just like, mm, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it's fine. <laughs> Again, Chris Pine is fine. Yeah, right? we he's, made a rhyme. He's, he's okay. Um, I'm not mad at him as Kirk anymore no and i think part of that also is because of the script really helped me to kind of just set like settle all the mm-hmm. way down the fact that they didn't push a, a you know a, a union with a horror and instead went for the more natural you know a horror and spock mix oh my god that made me so happy because uh. and i love it because when you know there's a bit in the movie this is not a spoiler because this movie is literally a decade old yes but when they are about to teleport down to the surface of whatever fucking planet and Uhura kisses Spock. Yes. And she says, I'll be monitoring your frequency, which yes. by me is still, I'm going to incorporate that to my wedding vows. It's too <laughs> fucking hot. But then. And Kirk looks yes. like, what the fuck? <laughs> I love and then, it. And then Uhura kind of gives him a look and he nods very sharply like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I love it so much because it's like this wonderful self-aware kind of like, wait, what? I mean, don't look. And mm-hmm, it's just, mm-hmm. for me, that would be the transition of my thoughts. Like, wait, what? <laughs> I think, quick, take your eyes away. And then he does. And I just, I just really, I really love him in that role. And yeah. again, the chemistry like you were saying with his cast. Yes. It just seems really natural and really lovely. And yeah. I just, yeah, he he surprised me. He was uh, he was my big surprise in the Star Trek reboot mm-hmm. uh, because I already knew John Cho was eh, going to kill it because he's John Cho. Uh, hello. Hello. But him, I was like, oh, I don't know much about you beyond your uh, cinematically important work in Just My Luck. So I really <laughs> wanted to see what that would look like. And you know what? Chris Pine is fine. What is it like not to feel anger or heartbreak 
or the need to stop at nothing to avenge the death of the woman who gave birth to you. Back away from You me. feel nothing! It must not even compute for you. You never loved her. In that first Star Trek reboot mm, starring Chris Pine, yes. we see his father. Yeah. Who was played by mm-hmm. someone we're going to talk about. Yes. So, who? Yeah, the strapping Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> the stra- Do you know what? Strapping is precisely the word. I feel like it was made <laughs> for Chris Hemsworth. Now, we called Chris Pine the Chris that would do in a pinch. Mm-hmm. Chris Hemsworth, however, is the Chris that makes Nicole forget herself and her likes. Yes. Oh, boy. Because. <laughs> Go on. As, you know, it's no secret. Uh-huh. I like, a, you know, a French fry of a man. Yes, you do. I like a slim snack. A long streak of piss. Yes. Yeah. Um, but Chris Hemsworth uh-huh. is thick and hearty. He- <laughs> okay. Chris- he's, a, he's a winter soup. <laughs> boy, howdy. That man. But I feel so strongly when I look at Chris Hemsworth, I do think to myself, oh, a healthy boy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a man with an appetite right there. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> He's just carb loading, man. Just carbs, uh, carbs, carbs, yeah. and I love it. I truly love it. So listen, that snuck up on me. Yes, same. Like, I didn't. I never fancied him. Sometimes I'm like, okay, I understand the appeal, and right. then I would just be like, I would just look away, right? You know. But then I don't know. Something happened. <laughs> Something did. And it's not even the first Thor. The first Thor was. Oh. The first Thor was good, but I was like, oh, he's very funny. They need to let him be funny more often because right, right now he's just beefcake, you right. know? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He had a very clear role to play. Yes. Yes, I get that. And I think, like, once he started being in the Avengers movies and, yeah. you know, being more a part of a, a bigger ensemble, I mm. guess, we could see more of his humor uh, right. coming out. And that's when I was like, oh, let me pay more attention to him because he's funny. Hemma, mm. quite unique, was made from this... A special metal from the heart of a dying star. And when I spun it really, really fast, it gave me the ability to fly. You rode a hammer? No, I, I didn't ride the hammer. The hammer rode you on your back? No, no, no. I, I used to spin it really fast and it, it, would, it would pull me off the... Oh, my God. The hammer pulled you off? The ground. It would pull me off the ground, up into the air, and I would fly. Every time I threw it, it would always come back to me. Sounds like you had a pretty special and intimate relationship with this hammer and that losing it was almost comparable to losing a loved one. It's a nice way of putting it. There is this picture of him mm. with, uh, I think he's in a white shirt and he has uh, a little watch and a bracelet mm-hmm. on. And he's got his hand kind of on his uh, face some kind of way on his like chin or something. Mm. And the way that the bracelet falls on his wrist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> swallow, swallow, Nico. <laughs> it's such a small... Thing, but I'm just like, oh, this man can wear jewelry in a right. very, I don't know, striking way. But I know exactly what you mean. I think men and their jewelry is another very underrated mm-hmm. uh, first pocket that many of us <laughs> occupy. <laughs> I'm going to go back first to... First pocket <laughs> sounds so filthy. I just <laughs> want you to know. How dare you? <laughs> that's actually, I think that's like literally a brand of kitchen towels. But... We'll go with your yes. filth, of course. So I saw him, like you were saying, he's so Chris Hemsworth is Australian. Yes. So he his earliest credits are not on American TV mm-hmm. or British or whatever. He's it's all in it's all in uh, Australia and it's things classic things like Neighbours and Home and Away because I don't think you you can be an Australian actor and not be on either one or all of the TV soaps in <laughs> Australia because that's just the way it works. Mm-hmm. It's the law in Australia. I'm uh, I'm really sorry about that, mate. I had no idea the electrics were so dodgy. No, that's not your fault. Tell you what, it was um, 
it was weird being out like that. It was like a dream or something. I'd all these memories come flashing back to me. What's your brain telling you? But his his first role in Hollywood was in fact Star Trek. Mm, so that mm-hmm. was his first time on this massively global scale. And he, of course, plays the tragic father of James T. Kirk, George Kirk, yeah. who is a captain for only a few minutes and in the process of doing so saves however many hundreds of lives, right. including the life of his wife mm-hmm. and his son. And mm-hmm. he's a hero, which, again, is what I thought, you know, Chris Pine worked really well to kind of develop something about. I didn't ask for a hero for a dad. And I really <laughs> like that because the thing about he's only in this movie for literally a few minutes. He's in essentially the pre-credit sequence. Right. Yeah. That made, makes everybody cry. It makes everybody cry. But the thing about him is that he really does exude nobility. Yes. It's remarkable. Yes. Because this is not like a big acting role. It's not as though he's like really like digging deep Meryl Streep style. Mm -hmm. But you look at him and I'm like, wow, George really is a a noble motherfucker. Look at him. (laughs) Look at him sacrificing himself to Nero and his murderous rampage just to make sure the, the crew on his ship makes it. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, who is this guy? Like, I literally stopped. And you know, he's tall and big and whatever, but he's nowhere near the bulk of Thor. No, no. He actually just, kind of, he kind of disappears into the Star mm-hmm. Trek universe. Mm-hmm. You know, like he mm-hmm. just, he doesn't stand out, but also he right. doesn't overwhelm the set. Exactly. But then he overwhelms in Thor because he's playing literally a Norse god. Right. So you said you didn't really feel a lot of feelings in Thor once. So this is the thing. Up until that movie, I don't think I had ever expressly said, oh, I like a muscly dude because mm-hmm. I don't generally, I'm not looking for that. I myself am quite small. I do not look for... You know, yeah. it's not it's not my it's not my ministry. I'm yeah. like, whatever, if you have them, cool. But also, eh, who cares? Right. And then I remember watching there's a bit in the Thor, the first Thor movie where they give him earth clothes. Mm-hmm. So they find him some jeans. <laughs> yes. You see? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let me finish. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> but there's a bit when he pulls on the jeans. So he's topless. Yes. And <laughs> Nicole. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm, you're feeling I, I hear you. And he pulls on the jeans. And at first we get like a side, like an oblique view. Mm-hmm. And then we get his back and they're like dimples above his butt. Yes. And then we get the front. Sorry, I just had to <laughs> smack all in the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> and then he kind of, uh, he flexes a little bit when he pulls the jeans up. Yes. And there was a gift. So years back, I used to do a, a, a blog and a thing on Twitter called Bim's 10 Things. Mm-hmm. And every time I put in that gift of Chris Hemsworth flexing in his jeans, there were all these <laughs> incredible, just very quiet fave. Fave, yeah, fave, fave. Yeah. People just like the tweet, so they. I know, so they could look at it later, mm-hmm. like on their commute in a lull at work. Because again, for those people who aren't really drawn to muscles, Chris Hemsworth. I just thought, oh no, I. I turns. It turns out I'm quite basic. No, I love him. Yeah, yes. yeah. Put it on yes. my plate. I'll eat it. I am a sucker for a bare-chested man in jeans, bare-chested and barefoot mm. in jeans, and he has long hair, which is another one of your listen. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, and it was just like, uh, he's blonde. Yeah, he's I know, like, I know. Ugh. That's like my off switch. I was like, blonde, yeah. no thanks. Yes, and then, but he looks, and the jeans are this like dark blue rinse. Yes, bitch, they are. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Again, I really, like, I feel like what we're what we're really showcasing in this episode is kind of like the most innocuous things. <laughs> it's like the way the bracelet sat, the way the jeans looked. It's kind of like sometimes that's really all it yes. takes. Yes, yes. It's not just about like the way your face is set up, no. <laughs> you know, and the way your body is structured sometimes it's just the way the clothes hang on your body bitch yes there's something about it but that became like his kind of his hallmark right so after that he was in The Cabin in the Woods playing the jock he was in obviously all the Avengers movies Mm -hmm. he was in Snow White and the Huntsman playing the Huntsman yes he's he I think his bigness makes it almost like it's common sense Mm -hmm. to cast him as 
some kind of hero, you know, bully, big, yeah. whatever. Yeah. But like you said, there is something about the fact that he's so funny. Yes. And I really love seeing him be funny. And yeah, they expanded his humor in, in Avengers, especially mm-hmm. in Thor Ragnarok. Yes. Which is now in my top five Marvel movies. Absolutely. He was so, so funny, so good. The chemistry with Mark Ruffalo as yeah. Banner. Yeah. So good. Ugh, they did snacks. an excellent job pairing them together. They really did. And, you know, all his other interactions with Valkyrie, with Loki, mm-hmm. with, um, I forget his name now, but the guy that Taika Waititi himself voiced a pile of rocks. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. He just has like this really, I think also he has like a, he has that very good rare gift of being able to create chemistry with almost anyone that you put him next to. He seems to make room for his co-stars. Yes. Which is so delightful. Yes. <laughs> I mean, again, he's not overwhelming. Right. You know, I think I think maybe sometimes when you are a person of size, right? When you, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, when you're... No, he is what he is. Go yeah, on. Yeah. Um, sometimes people can, they're afraid of you or intimidated by you or right. you have to be very aware of how you, right, you know, right, right. how you move in certain spaces. Mm-hmm. And so I think that he is one of those people who does not use his size to intimidate. Right. That he uses his size to, you know... I mean, again, just make room for other people, kind right. of. You right. know, so I, really I really like, like that. Yeah. I mean, you've seen the photos of him and his baby daughter <sighs> when she was little. And again, how basic and the bar is underground, it says. We're like, oh my God, he didn't punt the baby over the line. How wonderful. <laughs> but what I mean is, there's something that I really react to when a person is good with children and or dogs or other domestic animals, <laughs> where I'm kind of like, do you know what? Why don't we go have Sunday lunch? Like, I just have, like, a really <laughs> strong reaction mm-hmm. to that. And there's a, quite a few where he's kind of holding his... There was, a, there was a thread on Twitter recently where someone had just collected all the photos of Chris Hemsworth holding his infant children. Oh, my gosh. And I just thought, wow, turns out this is exactly my speed. So, wow. shout out to him. And to go back very quickly to the whole thing about him being funny and hot and all this other stuff, that's why I loved him in Ghostbusters. The movie yes. itself wasn't, like, this amazing thing. I think it was actually a very competent movie. It was great for that, but... Mm-hmm. For me, one of the key takeaways beyond the fantastic female chemistry in there was, in fact, Chris Hemsworth, Mm -hmm. who plays the dumb but very hot. (laughs) I mean, what a life. Listen, it is what it is. Some people, listen, we're all God's children, but he played Kevin who was very stupid but very beautiful and i just i just want to say shout out to shout out to kevin um more important question when did you have time to get a sandwich oh when i was looking for you guys i looked in that deli over there um when we were risking our lives trying to save new york city you stopped in to get a sandwich (laughs) (laughs) quit splitting hairs okay potatoes tomatoes it doesn't matter point is the ghostbusters are back together again okay and that's what friends are for he played a similar character in the 2015 movie Vacation, mm. where he had this prosthetic, this huge prosthetic penis. <laughs> and at one point, he's like, he comes into the room, oh um, and you know, he's just in his underwear, <laughs> and it's very prominent. <laughs> and he puts his one leg up, you know, yeah, like the Captain Morgan yeah. rum, you know, pose, and. You don't know what to look at. Like, do you look at the prosthetic? Do you look at the rest of his body? Because his body in that film mm-hmm. is how I prefer him, right. where he's slimmed down. He's not as bulky. Uh-huh. He's still obviously very cut or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. 
but he's uh he looks more natural. Right, right. And he doesn't look like a, a Norse god. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like a beach bum kind right. of guy. Like an Australian dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you don't know where you're supposed to look because it's just it's so much on screen. I mean, I personally <laughs> look at his hair because he has like this ridiculous bouffant like like curls. Like, I, I just I liked his hair in oh, that. <laughs> But it's 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 such an interesting again like someone who is clear he obviously wants to be a serious actor as well because mm-hmm. he's doing stuff but yeah. also he's kind of like eh I look what I I look like how I look so yeah. I'm just gonna do the silly you know ridiculous things you want me to have a prosthetic dong all right cool like <laughs> stuff it in there I just I just appreciate that he seems to be very at ease with himself and he seems to understand his place in things which I think is yeah. also a very big part of what is so attractive about him he has fun you know he makes jokes in the interviews he's not a dickhead he yeah. seems he seems like a nice guy and you know half the time as we've said before like men make it very difficult to fancy them and so when a guy doesn't make it difficult I'm like ah that'll do pig that'll do so he's he's hot and I like him despite myself despite my general preferences yeah and um you know I I would Go for a tea with him. A tea? Yeah, yeah I don't I don't have? drink coffee, so oh, okay. tea. That's <laughs> sure. All right, cool, cool. I yeah. like that. <laughs> <sighs> okay, Nicole. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> I had to adjust my bra. <laughs> I feel like we've been doing like jumping jacks in the corner, trying to limber up for this particular Chris. Listen. Listen. When I <laughs> When I tell you that my feelings for this particular Chris, <laughs> they run so deep. Man. I just I just want to spend, uh, I don't know, like a lost weekend. Yeah. And then just come out of it and, you know, just return to work. And everyone's <sighs> like, why are you smiling? And I'm like, bitch, you don't need to know. Right. You just need to know that I'm happy right now. Yes. And I feel like Christmas Eve <laughs> could provide the happiness. Oh, my gosh. I just, I love him so much, Nicole. I do, too. Oh so he's more of my speed body-wise, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't mind a slight man, a mm-hmm. short man. I don't no. know how tall he is. He's but not very tall. Maybe he's 5'10", five, 5'9". Five, I, I don't think, know. I think maybe even a little shorter than that. Whatever. He feels pocket-sized to me, yeah, but like in a really I, hot way. Yes, I would put him in my pocket any day. Your first pocket? Yes. <laughs> he is um i know he's just so cute and handsome like just and you know he's got these little slim little hips you know because he used to be a dancer he did used to be a dancer oh my god i'm Uh, sorry i'm blushing so hard (laughs) i just love him so i have such a crush on christmas scene i don't mean like a little Uh, one yeah or like a medium-sized one i mean one that is outsized and i carry it on my back like a boulder i love him I feel like if I were to see him, you know, in a store or something mm-hmm. here in New York or whatever, right. I would be I would be flushed. I would yes. not know how to like maneuver around him because I would just keep looking at him, not even to approach him mm-hmm. or anything like that, but just like his energy to me is so compelling. Yeah. He's very sparky. Yeah. Mhm. Mhm. What was the first time you saw him? Do you remember? Oh. I yeah. don't I don't remember. Obviously, you know, I remember him from the Mindy project. Mm-hmm. Um but I saw this film. Mm. 28 Hotel Rooms. Bitch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let, me t- let me take a sip of my water. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. Okay. The, you know, the great Hollywood Chris debate is fine. Mm-hmm. But Chris Messina. Mm. 
is the only one who has done. <laughs> you sound so Southern right now. He's the only one. <laughs> well, no, he has. He's not the only one because Chris Pine recently did this. Mm-hmm. But Chris Messina was the first mm. to do full frontal nudity. We thank the Lord. And, you know, okay. It's in 28 hotel rooms. Yes, it is. Don't go in looking for the huge prosthetic penis. Yeah. <laughs> you know. You ain't going to get it. You're not going to get that. But you're going to see, you know, just some real real deal. Right. So have you, if you haven't heard about 28 hotel rooms, it's basically about two people. Um, and the, the, the film covers a period of years mm-hmm. in which they meet up, but only in hotel rooms. And they right. live far away from wherever they're meeting up. Right. And they come together, lol, <laughs> for a short time. And then they go away again. And then they do this over the course of 28 different hotel rooms over the course of years. That's it. Yeah. And it's basically an intimate character study of a man and a woman. Right. Just this intimate thing. And I watched it with no expectation. I was like, oh, Christmas Cena, I'll watch that. Mm-hmm. And so I clicked play. And by the end of it, <laughs> I was well and truly wrecked. And I thought, wow, I know he's married, but I must marry him and join my sister wife because he's just such a compelling performer. And that's yeah. away from all the incredibly hot shenanigans that go on in the movie. His mm. face gives you so much he and he has that voice and it's deep and it hits you in your chest and it's yeah, just so it's very new york east it's coast so, oh my god right? I'm, oh my god <laughs> i'm making fists i'm so i just his voice his accent and when it comes out of his face and he does such great he has this great mouth Ooh. and he has these beautiful <laughs> chocolate eyes oh my god they're so soulful. They're so soulful. I just... Uh, <laughs> and then his oh, hair has like some curls it's to messy. it. Yes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I just really... We are blushing so hard. I just really, really, really love that movie. Um, and like I said, it has, like I said, a lot of the good stuff, if that's what you're into. Yeah. I think you're a very smart woman. Sitting much compared to me. You're beautiful. That goes without saying. Sexy. Love your eyes. Bring the pain. I got. Yo. Really ugly. I don't think you're feeling the pain. love it also it feels like a very organic film and the the director who also wrote the film was like you know the movie came from conversations i was having with chris so they they kind of built it together in a way and i just really really like that i like this idea of him being this collaborative performer who's Mm -hmm. looking to kind because i do i i get that feeling i feel like he's a very thinky kind of person yeah he's done some directing himself oh has he yeah Mm. Uh, he Mm -hmm. did a film called alex of venus Uh um i don't know what else he's done beyond that but he's like getting into that right right i think that that you can see that he is a thinking actor yes 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 you can always see the wheels turning we talked about this a little as we were prepping but you know he's so competent he's Mm -hmm. so he gets in he does what he needs to do and he leaves there's not a lot of fanfare Mm -hmm. you know with what he does he doesn't need you know fireworks going off he doesn't need to have that bulky body Mm -hmm. right he doesn't need to be like gorgeous and some kind of supernatural way. I mean, he is. <laughs> he but, is, yeah. but you know, it's it's all just like extra with right. him because he's so. When he's on screen, you cannot look away from him. 
And you, exactly. don't even, you don't even know why, because again, he's, you know, he's a very slight man. Mm. You know, he looks like some guy you're going to see on the street in New York, just a very regular looking yeah. dude. But when the camera is on him and mm. the camera is on his face, like you were saying, you are just so caught up in the way that he, his face folds and moves and shifts and the way that his voice moves up and down to yes. say, you know, because... When he was on the Mindy Project. Oh, all right, let's talk. I, I was waiting for you to get here. Welcome. Go in. Go in. Go in. He's very much a caveman. Yeah. As Danny. Yes. Right? Yes, he is. Yeah. Yeah. Look. <laughs> yes, I, he is. I am not turning in my feminist card for never, this. Never. Never. Why would you? It's yours. I am not mad at a little caveman. I mean, as long as you are literally not bludgeoning me on the head. Right. Here's the thing about Danny Castellano. Dr. Danny. <laughs> He is a, he is as the the euphemistic term. He's a man's man. Mm-hmm. Here's what I think the Mindy Project mostly gets right about this: they skewer him so yes. perfectly. So yes. it's kind of like you might be all these things, but many of these things are ridiculous. Yes, and so they have Mindy and other characters <laughs> just puncture the pomposity of this fucker, right? So that by the end of it, what is left is the true... Because what you get in that performance as Dr. Danny is he's essentially a caricature of male <laughs> yes. privilege, right? I'm of, laughing because I, I just keep thinking of him with his red reading glasses. Yes, that, that click. Yes. <laughs> the magnetic reading yes. glasses. Like he's, but at his core, he's clearly very sweet. He loves his ma. He loves his brother. Mm-hmm. He goes to church, even though, you know, I don't think he gets any joy out of it. It's mostly the guilt that he's right, trying to yes. slough off his body. Right. But again, like these, these things that I, what I do love about the show is, yeah, he's all those things, but at his core, because of the characters and the way they kind of go, what the fuck, man? Mm-hmm. It slowly gets peeled yes. back and peeled yes. away. So that what is left is essentially this person who is a great father, a great character, a good man who loves, you know what? I, I really, I just, I love him in this. And that's, I mean, that only goes up to a certain point. Right. Because, you know. He did make some They ruined him. That's all decisions. I'll say. That show ruined him. But yeah. in the roll up to the first dip on the roller coaster, I was like, I'm all the way in. Yeah. And then that very famous scene where he dances Bitch. for Mindy. and to Mindy, what song? Um, oh, what was the song? Aaliyah. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, my God. Dust yourself off and try again. And try again. And in that moment, again, I get, I don't want to give points, but I was like, you know what? Look at that rhythm. <laughs> yes. I felt like a complete cliche. I was like, oh, that white man could dance. Yeah, that white man could dance. <laughs> I felt terrible. But I was like, you know, it's just such a pleasant surprise. Yeah. I was like, oh, Chris can, he can actually dance. And then it was revealed. No vibe, no ain't rich, but damn hey, it. Where did you learn how to do all this? Jealous? No, it's actually really cool. Thank you. Why did you give it such a secret? I don't know. My mom put me in dance class when I was a kid. I got to do a lot of fights. It was worth it. You're really good. (laughs) It's so great. But um, I mean, listen, I I remember watching the first season of Mindy Project with real kind of like eyes wide open because I just loved the idea of it. But the thing that really got me about their kiss, because I think that kiss is, like I said, Mindy Project is deeply flawed. Um... But what it gets right, it gets really fucking right. Mm-hmm. And that first kiss where they're on the plane and they've already had like a semi moment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they're looking at one another with slightly, you know, there's a slightly different chemistry in the air. Yeah. And they're kind of like, wait, is this going to, uh, uh, whatever. And they've held hands because the turbulence was a lot and, you know, they're both a little bit shook. And it's an emotional time for Danny because he's got his estranged father and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And then eventually she goes to get like, I think, seltzer because he's a curmudgeon who doesn't. He drinks only New York seltzer or something <laughs> like that. It's very ridiculous. But again, perfectly in keeping. And while she's at the kind of little section at the back of the plane where the flight attendants get their snacks and drinks. 
and she gets the drink and she kind of, I think he, he walks up behind her and he turns her around. Oh my gosh. And sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm overcome. <laughs> and they kiss. And when I say they kiss, I mean, it looks as though Danny is trying to eat Mindy. Hey. Hey, Danny, all these waters look the same. I, I just don't. I... seems so natural and real yes. like not rehearsed at all no. you know I, she looked so overwhelmed yes taken aback yes in a good way in, in the best way yeah because, like it's so fucking passionate it's so passionate and at one point his hand kind of slips down and he grips Mindy's bum and again not for nothing because we all have bums for the most part right. whatever but I thought to myself, huh, that's telling, sir, because the <laughs> fact that your hand went there so naturally, sure, that's, of course, what the character would do, whatever. Yes. But also, I was like, is it, Chris? Yeah. <laughs> because I'm a dirtbag. Because Mindy, as a woman of color, yep. she got a little something back there. Just a little something. You know, and he knew how to handle that. He did. He, he gripped that <laughs> shit like he was going to save him. And I was like, you know what? It yes, might could it, save yes. you. <laughs> Get saved by the booty. <laughs> oh my god, I hate you. <laughs> it was a uh, lot. Oh yeah. I feel like Chris Messina is a man who falls asleep on the booty. Like he'll put his cheek on it and you know, just like take a nap. You're so ridiculous. <laughs> I listen. Okay. <laughs> I respect that so much. I do too. I really do. I just have I have a, a wealth of feelings about Chris Messina and I don't know what where to put them. So it's a good thing we have this podcast because <laughs> I have been aching and just I wanted to talk about him for so long. Because I I think also like you said he's the overlooked Chris, right? Yeah. So we had the Chris that'll do in a pinch. We had the Chris that makes Nicole forget herself. Mm -hmm. But this Chris Messina, he is the overlooked Chris. But the thing is he is perhaps the one who is most worthy of your time. Yes, absolutely. I mean so talented. That he's done so well in all these movies that you've heard of but haven't likely haven't seen. You know, like he was in Argo, he was in Ruby Sparks. Mm -hmm. He had this other great movie that I really love of his, uh The Giant Mechanical Man. It's great. Oh yes, with um what's her name from the office? Uh, Jenna Fisher. Yes. Yes, who played Pam. Yes. And she is so good in it. He is even yes. better. Yes, that they, movie is so good. It was so on Netflix good. forever. I don't know if it's still they there. Took but it you, they, they took it off. They took it off. You have to see you it. You have to. Uh, he was also in Celeste and Jesse Forever yes, with was. Rashida Jones yep, and yep. Andy Samberg. That's right. Oh, Vicky Cristina Barcelona. Vicky Cristina Barcelona. He was in Julia and Julia. Like, he has been yes. in your faves for it. He was even, listen, he was even in You've Got Mail. Yes. So go <laughs> look for Christmas Christmasina. Like, he has been doing the work and he's doing it so, so well. He's a, he's a, powerhouse he's like the small power yes. like he's like a little spark plug yes. of just goodness yes. and i think you know it's time that you were <clears throat> plugged in because he's very <laughs> very good i just love him nicole i do i do too um <sighs> so yes chris messina the chris the chris the chris after chris evans but the chris <laughs> important caveat yes <laughs> Okay, Bam, so we have discussed 
<laughs> Chris Pine, who is just fine. <laughs> More than just fine, but he's fine. <laughs> right. Chris Hemsworth, mm-hmm. who makes me forget myself. Listen, same. And the ultimate Chris Messina. <sighs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just an exhalation <laughs> will do. Um, so now it's time for Fanfic Wars. Listen, it's been a while. I know, right? I know. Things have conspired. I know. But we're we, back, baby. Yeah, we've had guests and, and extra special episodes yes. and all that kind of stuff. But now we are back, ready to give the people what they want. <laughs> um, so who did who did you pick for your... Bitch, who do you think I picked? <laughs> <laughs> I picked the same. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No shade um, to the other Chris's. But right. No. The Christmas, you know, as soon as I knew we were going to do the Chris's episode, I was like, okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I'll go first. Will you? Yes. <laughs> Look at you nominating yourself so effortlessly. I'll go first. I just want to get it out of the way. Sure. That's what he said. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's so, this one is just really silly, I think. Oh, God. Okay. <clears throat> Chris had banished me from the kitchen, so I sat outside on the back patio, watching him dance as he cooked. (laughs) Every now and then, he'd do an exaggerated hip wiggle, then send me a wink. He didn't care that I watched. I couldn't temper the smile on my face as he sang into a sauce spoon. (laughs) Soon, he opened the patio door and stepped out, reaching his hands to me, his face contorted in power ballad seriousness. Only he can do Journey better than Journey can. (laughs) I laughed at his Steve Perry impression, watched his bare feet move closer to me. I love how hairy his big toes are. (coughs) That's how I knew I was a goner, when I saw how strangely hairy his big toes were and thought, oh my God, that is so cute. (laughs) I forgot about his toes when he stood in front of me and began thrusting his hips to the beat of lover boys, everybody's working for the weekend. I stood up to join his dance party and we flailed around to 80s music together. The scent of his cooking, the sight of his ridiculous toes, the sound of our giggles sealing us in love. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. I love him. I love you together. God bless his wife and his kids. But also, I love him so much. He's actually not married. Isn't he? No. Is he divorced? Yes. Oh, Chris, that's sad. Sorry. I mean, (laughs) sorry. I hate I hate I hate breakups. I do. I'm sorry. I'm always really sad. I'm like, no, oh, love couldn't last. <laughs> However, the door is wide open. Yes. Oh my gosh. No, I love him. And that was yeah. a that was a beautiful drabble. Thank you. Thank you. Very silly, very sweet. Yes. I appreciate that. Thank you. Mine is not as silly. Okay. Uh, it's for fine. a change. Like it's not as li- like I feel like I really borrowed from your playbook. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's prepare for this. Uh, oh. like you said, it's about Christmasina. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how it goes. I hope the uh, the listeners like it. There were only a few other cars on the road at 4am. The streetlights cast charming shadows. Chris had offered to drive me to the airport, but I'd insisted instead that I could get an Uber and he could do with the sleep. The final compromise was that we were now both here, in this stranger's car, a simmering restlessness hovering in the air. It was sleep deprivation, sure, but also a lingering sense of a conversation from the night before that had received no resolution. Metaphorical dishes in the sink after a big dinner. Still, we sat mostly in silence, stealing glances and preparing speeches that never made it past our lips, the inches of leather seating between us feeling a lot bigger. It was the driver who inadvertently broke the silence. A chirpy American voice began speaking, our driver learning Spanish via podcast. No quiero que tú salgas, the voice said. I do not want you to leave. <laughs> 
Beside me, I felt Chris shift, the warmth of his body immediately closer. The voice repeated, No quiero que tu salgas. I looked at Chris, whose hand was now on mine. Escucha y repete, the voice said. And so I did. I repeated it. And then in English I added, I do not want to leave. A sound rumbled in Chris's chest. Then came his voice, warm and raspy and familiar. Don't then. (laughs) Get out. I shall not. I live here. How dare you? Oh, my gosh. You know, I love kind of like a sad, tense moment. You love it. I love it. That's your favorite fucking thing. It is. I wrote this for you, Nicole. Thank you. Thank you. It feels like a fanfic exchange. This is yours. I know. I I was domestic. Yeah. Hella domestic. Yeah. A whole saucepan. (laughs) We really are rubbing off on one another. Wow. I'm out here doing fucking angsty one shots and you're doing like, and then he sang into a spoon. (laughs) <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love uh, it. What a welcome return to fanfic yes, wars. Yes. This is great. This is good. Shout out to us. <laughs> <laughs> Let's congratulate our damn selves. As the boys on the, the Spanish podcast said, muy bien. <laughs> We're doing amazing. <laughs> so anyway, as we say yes. uh, all the time, right? nobody is a loser here. We everybody, all win. Everybody wins. We all win. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. That's my favorite whole thing about fanfic wars is that nobody walks away here tail between their legs. Right. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> but having said that, we are going to put up both these stories on our Twitter. Yes. And, you know, thirst buckets, you'll vote. Pick whichever one, you know, hit your heart a little bit. Your heart, sure. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's exactly where it should hit. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and just vote and, you know, we'll keep doing this until until the end. Until the wheels fall off. Yeah, whenever uh, that is. Whenever that is. Because, listen, Fanfic Wars really is a highlight, not just for us, but mm-hmm. we have had it. We've heard it from you guys. You email us, you at us, you tumble us, you tell us. Oh, my God, Fanfic Wars. The number of times I open up the inbox on Tumblr and it's like, fucking hell, what was Nicole playing at? And I'm like, (laughs) I know, I was in the studio also as well. I love it so much. And I'm so glad that you guys really care about it and take part and vote. So like Nicole says, we'll let it kind of simmer for a day. Yeah. And then you feel how you feel uh, in your heart, Mm -hmm. lol. And then you you vote. And where can they where can they find the poll? Um, they can find the poll on Twitter mm-hmm. at Thursday Kit. Nice. And uh, yeah, it stays up for a you know, few days, about yeah. five days. So you have time. Um, but make sure that you vote. Yes, please. I love it. It's very good for my ego. Thursday Kit is produced by us, Bim Ariwunmi and Nicole Perkins, TK Dutez, Camila Salazar, and Julia Furland. Our music is by Tanya Morgan. You can follow the show on Twitter at Thursday Kit, and we're at Tennessee Whiskey Woman, that's T N Whiskey with an E, Woman, and Bimadu, B I M A D E W. Plus, we're on Tumblr, that's Thursday Kit Podcast.tumblr.com. You can ask us questions there, and we'll get to them eventually, maybe, hopefully. <laughs> I love your optimism. <laughs> For our Thirst Sommelier service, you can call and leave us a brief message on 765-884-4778. That's 7658-THIRST. And non-US listeners can also send us a very short voice note via email, which is thirstaidkit at buzzfeed.com. We are going to be in Toronto. Yay! At the Hot Docs Podcast Festival, doing a live show on November 2nd. 
You can get your tickets at hotdogcinema.ca forward slash C forward slash podcast. It's also pinned on our Twitter account. So you can just go there and get your tickets. You know, we want to see you. So just go there and get your tickets. Please get your tickets. I cannot wait to be in Canada again. Um, you can also head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review and also rate the show. It helps other people discover First Aid Kit because believe it or not, there are people who don't know about First Aid Kit. Can you believe? Um, when you go there, though, can we ask that you uh, give us five stars? Thank you. And if you live tweet your listen, please use the hashtag TACPOD. That's T-A-K-P-O-D. And you can send us emails of love and affection and, I don't know, all kinds of goodies that are safe for us to consume <laughs> to thirstaidkit at buzzfeed.com. Yeah, and in the meantime, listen, we'll be back very soon. But, you know, don't ever let that stop you. The fact that we are not in your ears at any given time doesn't mean you can't be thirsting liberally. <laughs> so go out there and stay thirsty, kids. We love you, Thirst Buckets. Bye. <laughs> oh my god, I hit myself. <laughs> All I will say is Chris, I had to hold my boobs. I know, I'm I know. Sorry. <laughs> You're trying to collect yourself back into yourself. I could see that. You were like, "All right, let me gather myself." Uh, yes, it's like all the Chris talk and my boobs are <laughs> spilling <Chris> forth. <laughs> oh, sweet Jesus.